Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Star Wars Minute. It's the daily podcast where we analyze, scrutinize, and celebrate the Star Wars movies one minute, almost minute, at a time. <laughs> Minus. I'm Pete the Retailer from PeteTheRetailer.com. I'm Alex Robinson from AlexRobinson.fun. And speaking of fun, it's just about over as we will now dis- di- dissect, discuss, discuss? Discuss. Um, the final minute of uh star wars episode eight the last jedi which is actually is minute 152 which is 52 seconds mm, not quite a minute mm-hmm. 52 52 we're gonna play 52 pickup with this uh final segment final episode of the season uh it starts with the aforementioned croatian production trainees godspeed croatian production trainees and it ends with the black nothingness, uh, the void that is uh, uh, an empty blank screen. Not even space. I think space is gone by that point, too. It's just nothing. Black nothing. Zip. Zero. Mm. Nada. I'm cosplaying as the final, um, the, the end of this movie. Um, so, yeah, we get uh, two interesting credits in here, uh, first off, that I wanted to mention. Um, that I don't recall ever seeing in a different... I could be wrong. We'll have to ask Chrysanthia mm. about this. Um, they might have a lead on other Star Wars movies that had soundtrack, had musical uh, um, references in it that, that that had to credit other songs that weren't just Star Wars oh, songs written by John Williams. Huh. And there's a caveat to that. There's two songs here that are credited. You know, normally at the end of a End of a like a Disney princess movie, you got like you know twenty song credits. End of like a you know any any kind of normally that's a that's a part that I like from uh, from a movie is seeing all the different songs that were used and who sang them. These are people who deserve to be credited. People who helped make this movie in them in the actually made an impact on the film. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we get two songs here that were that were. Not used fully in the movie, but they were uh, kind of sampled in terms of they were quoted musically mm-hmm. in John Williams' other pieces. Hmm. Um. So first off, everybody loves Canto Bite. Let's go there first. Uh, uh, Aquarela do Brasil. 
Aquarella. The singer, the fat lady singing? No, it's um, it's not over yet. Uh, Aquarela do Brasil. Um, it's like one of the most. It's it's the song about Brazil. It's the Brazil song. Oh, okay. It's like the most famous song about Brazil of set. Brazil. Um, what's that? From the three disc box set you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, it's that. So it's like do 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 do. So it's Brazil, Brazil. Um, Ari uh, Barroso. It's credited. And that is briefly sampled, quoted rather musically in Canto Bite when you hear it, when they're going through the kind of opulent kind of that, that wings shot, I think. And hmm. just after that, you hear the music goes like do, 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 do a little bit. Why um, do you think, uh, after all these years, John Williams chose to do that? As opposed to like just basically coming up with a John <clears throat> Williams equivalent of that music these smack to me of ryan johnson choices ah because um this we already we already heard that there was a brazil reference reference to the movie brazil and i think this is another hmm um and then um in that same cantabite sequence i believe right before the the father is smashed through and i think we did talk about this with chrysanthemum that Right before the uh, the Fathiers smash through the wall, there's a little piano piece playing, and that is a John Williams piece, but from the Long Goodbye, the 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 70s, the Long Goodbye um, with what is that Elliot Gould? I think that definitely seems like a Ryan Johnson choice, right? So so him including and um, John Williams, I'm sure was was you know down with it, was cool, obviously with it wasn't well, especially when he's he quoting he john williams he gets yeah, exactly. theoretically you can quote yourself also. gets a royalty you know, based on that licensing. But yeah the, the long goodbye johnny mercer and john williams uh credited uh as having written that song and so they, that gets because it was a little tinkled on the piano a little bit before the the father's burst through the wall um so it's interesting to see two songs extra textual songs listed here yeah, I don't cool. think that's happened in a Star War. Um, oh, well, like taking because obviously, like Lopty Neck was credited to other co-writers, but, but that was written for the movie. Yeah, it wasn't like yeah, that's I can't think of any. Uh... Right. I'm glad I, I I'm I'm glad it was limited to those two fairly easy to miss things because mm-hmm. it seems like it'd be opening a bad doorway to have like right. What well, it's like? Oh no, it's Smash Mouth playing. Uh, Oh, don't even go there. But the <laughs> like, but like, even if I'm glad it's limited to those, but it also it does open a door. It's kind of like the you know the the how upset I get about the Chewbacca um, Tarzan yell. Mm-hmm. Same idea that if if you know um, you know let's say Ray is doing something and she's about to um, I don't know. Like if she does something, let's say she's in a situation and grabs something and does something with a whip and they play like a little, like little sting of the Indiana Jones theme. Mm-hmm. That's going to be, is that cool or is that annoying? Like Indiana no. Jones is almost in universe, so it's almost okay. But then if it goes beyond that, that's, you know. Thumbs down for me on that one. Yeah, exactly. You don't want it to, I don't want to be reminded of other movies while I'm watching Star Wars. 
that's wanna... kind of funny in a, in a weird way because of course george lucas well, yeah. to- totally uh just you know right. almost like a minor bird <laughs> stealing from a thousand different other movies so mm-hmm. uh but yeah it's different um I, it happens it references in it, it, itself in enough somebody took umbrage with me uh um I kind of offhandedly said that sometimes that John Williams scores more paint by numbers. And I didn't mean it derisively. I meant that sometimes it's like, okay, well, and so-and-so there's definitely craft to it. And he's, you know, he's bringing in the theme, people's themes when they show up, but it feels mm-hmm. like, oh, well, here's that guy. So I got to play that guy's song. You know what I mean? It's not, yeah, doesn't seem as uh, like, oh, what, what is the, what's the emotion being conveyed here? It's more just like, yep, here's the empire. Let's get an Imperial March in it. And it is artfully, constructed right. it's 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 well sewn in but it still it feels a little bit like okay well well that very well might be that the fact that thematically the movies are tried to treading very familiar ground right so yeah, it's not true. like these movies are it's not like john williams them. is anything really new to it it's fun. i gotta do a, i gotta do a heroics i gotta do a heroic theme wow great i never mm-hmm. done that before you know so uh but that, no, but opposite of that, I mean, you know, the new stuff that he's come up with for these, I think is great. I love Ray's theme. I love Kylo Ren's theme. But mm-hmm. then it's like, all right, every time we see them, do we have to hear that? Right. Depends on what's going on. Yeah. Um. Anyway, music note. Me knowing not much about music says mm-hmm. music note, which reminds us, uh, go check out Star Wars Music Minute. Yeah. StarWars.com slash SWMM. Our Friend Chrysanthi Tan has been keeping up with us all season talking about the music of Star Wars while we talk about the movie and the stuff in it. Although in this case, I'm talking about the, the music a little bit. I assume she's going to do the, the credits must be almost like a, the best part to do because it's almost like the greatest hits of of the whole movie. Like, yeah, could be the themes that you heard throughout the whole thing. Uh, my only note for today is that um, I encountered something that apparently said that while they were filming this, um, Ryan Johnson filmed some content for episode nine at Colin Trevorrow's request. Mm-hmm. So I wonder that a, if has... this is true. B if um what it was, and C did it wind up being used in the movie anyway, or was it something that was it wouldn't work with the new script on swimmels lately the star wars minute listener society star wars minute.com slash facebook um people were talking about that because we just not too long ago we were discussing it but we didn't mention that it was uh, a trepero but apparently the ray and poe meeting scene Mm -hmm. was uh, a lead-in to trevero's uh Epic's script, his his episode nine had more. Um, what is it? Ray Poe, Poe Raimi. What's the? Oh, really? Like them hanging Raymer out? Raymond. What's the? Whatever they're like. He had them kind of in a in a romantic angle. Wow. But I don't know. I hadn't heard of it, and so I'm not. I've just been. This is what I've been told by people lately. Hmm. Current current theory has it that that's what it was. Mm-hmm. And I still um, remember at the beginning of the season, I think I mentioned that I would like to go 
read the original script, which is in the Academy Library, Academy Awards uh, Library, which has not reopened yet. So I will have to at the I was like, oh, by the end of the movie, it'll definitely be open. I'll be able to do it. Mm. No, has as of this recording has not reopened. Um, and I will have to do a, um, you know, a, a follow up episode, a, a post up. A post up. <laughs> um, we'll, 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 here's, we'll, we'll try to, I'm not going to lock us into anything, but maybe we'll try to do one. Once I find my copy of the novelization, we'll do a novelization special. Um, <laughs> Does that mean I have and, to read the novelization too? No. And, um, we'll also do a, um, a, if I can eventually get to read the original script, we'll do an original script special. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's it. That's all we're gonna do. <laughs> that's all we're gonna do. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Um, well, that's all I got. You want uh, anything else you want about the, any other thoughts about the last Jedi you want to get off your chest, which somehow you have not been able to uh, until well, now express two things. One, I'm glad that it ends with Lucasfilm limited. That's the last thing that we see. Cause it's kind of mm-hmm. reassuring us, you know, all right, whatever, whatever we think about corporate hands being involved, it's ending with Lucasfilm limited. This is still mm-hmm. a Lucasfilm production. They're just owned by other people now. And, um, then also, it just made me think of the kind of, um, you know, it reminded me as much as I do like this movie now, it reminded me of how much I didn't know how to feel about it at the time. I um, definitely remember thinking it was a lot to unpack. Yeah, this this ending, you know, sitting here having watched all the credits, me, you know, sitting in the theater, just looking up, being like, like, what's up with Peter Santora? Why is he credited? He's just the VP of film. No, I remember said, the first time you saw the movie, you were like, I was like, what'd you think of it? You were so mad. And I was like, but did you really thought that Luke should have been a hermit? Right. And you're like, no, I just I can't like, believe that marketing guy got the vice president of sales for Photochem creative service. Come on. Like, no, I, um, the, the weird kind of like, yeah, that, that feeling of not knowing how to feel about it at the end. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I feel like I felt that a little bit after the Phantom Menace, which I loved, but also felt unsure because mm-hmm. it was so new and so confusing. And uh, then I didn't, I don't know, I, I like, but then I kind of turned it off. Then like Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith, I didn't, I had already, it had been, it had been extinguished by then. And then it was rekindled. My feeling I was all positive for uh, Force Awakens and, and that 
I felt totally hit on all the things that I wanted in Rogue One. And, and then this, I was like, wait a minute. Hmm. Like, this is different. And how do I feel about that? Like, I had to add new things to my mm-hmm. Star Wars brain. Um, and I, I don't know, just sitting there in the dark, kind of with the, I don't know. Actually, I think I wasn't totally, you know, so I saw it with, I think, me and Ella, and I think it was Damon and Mike with two eyes. And uh, it was, I don't know, having a, having, oh, and Boo, and Damon and Boo and Mike with two eyes. Was it all of us? Because hmm. I definitely remember having we 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 had a I think it was for a weekend show we have a we have immediate post op kind of uh, uh, reactions right. and um, yeah yeah I can only assume Boo was there too so Damon and Boo and Mike with two eyes and Ella and me yeah our Patreons can go back into the archives and hear what we thought mm, of it see exactly what fresh what mm-hmm. I definitely remember I recorded I went to go see it with uh, Kristen and uh, my friend Ryan who was just mm-hmm. on swim we and i definitely remember we recorded our little mm-hmm. instantaneous reaction like as soon as we came out of the theater and uh, i think it really rattled ryan he never he really it kind of really uh broke him as a star wars uh hmm. fan you pushing him to record about it he was like yeah he was really uh um so yeah well, um, I guess we should thank. Do we have a list of all our guest commentators we should thank? I'm sure they're all waiting to, eagerly to, to hear, hear us names. thank them. Yeah, um, yeah, we will. We wanted to thank Josh. We Flanagan. Tim Rose them. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, we to- show- totally should have somebody holding up a little thing. <laughs> That's um, a wrap. Uh, yeah, Josh Flanagan. We t- we as we said, he it was his lounge this year. So, um, so make sure you know. Come pick up your guitar pedals and your uh, your Fugazi records, and we'll. we'll... Um, Jackie Cation, uh, Asterios, and Sriracha, uh, Chris Radke, uh, John Kavalek, Jenna Bush, uh, Tyranny Steele, Noah Segan, um, Jamie Benning, um, Joe Dater, Susan Tekla Krugelinska, um, the guys from George Lucas Talk Show. It's uh, Patrick Kotner and. Um, uh, Connor Ratliff and um, Griffin, right? Griffin, why can't I remember his last name? He's not Griffin Dunn. Mm-mm. No, he's he's Griffin. Oh, why can't I remember Griffin last name right now? Um, I certainly can't. Griffin, I'm sorry. Griffin Door, you can edit, you can edit this all out. Um, Griffin Newman. There you go. I knew it. Um, I knew that. Um, Tim Barnes, Ken Plume, uh, Ralph Atanasia, Chris Anthony Tan. There you go. We were just talking about them. Uh, it's a long John- season. It is a long season. Long you just season. noticing that now? <laughs> um, Jordan D. White, Tony Consiglio, Steel Saunders, Riley Silverman, Tony Thaxton, Hal Lublin, um, Allison Rosen and Daniel Quantz, um, Joseph Scrimshaw, Kelly Anakin, Mr. Paul F. Tompkins, Greg Wyshynski, Liz Whitaker, our alphabetical friends, John Skripik and Adam Santiago. Um, our All-Stars, second All-Star week. Um, somebody named uh, Andy Robinson. I don't remember him. What is he from? Um, then ABCD TOS pals, uh, Joe Mazel, Tom Taylor, and John Engel. Uh, the one and only Crystal Beth, uh, Father David Mowry, Nathan Hamill, can't forget him, uh, 
<clears throat> our friends from the Flophouse, Elliot Kalin, Dan McCoy, Stuart Wellington. Our friends from Never Not Funny, Matt Belknap, um, got uh, Elliot Hopeberg, and I almost said Elliot Kalin again, but two, two to Elliot. So this is the first time we had back-to-back Elliot weeks. Hmm. Wow, look at um, that. Hmm. And uh, actually, if you go back, go back a couple weeks more, I don't think it made it onto the air, but there was a moment during the week with Allison and Daniel uh, where their son ran in, and I think he was on he was on camera and on mic for a little bit, but I think it was between episodes and it got cut. But his name uh, is Elliot. His name is Elliot. So three Elliot season. Three Elliot season. (laughs) Anyway, Elliot with three L's and three T's. (laughs) Right. Um, (laughs) Matt Belknap. Uh, Elliot Hopeberg, Garen Cockrell uh, from Never Not Funny, and uh, uh, rounding out the lineup, Mr. Mike Norton uh, mm-hmm. was uh, finished out the action, helped us with our with our uh, our breaking references, <laughs> and uh, um, and then it's just you and me at the end here. Another another fine mess we've gotten ourselves into. So yeah, people should, uh, the plan is to go ahead and uh, start solo at some point in the future. And mm-hmm. uh, you can, uh, of course, uh, stay up to date on everything. And uh, on our go, if you go to StarWarsMinute.com slash Patreon, you can still get to hear us uh, twice a week for Infinity. And um, yeah, I guess that'll do it. Yeah. Well, thanks everybody for listening. And uh, thank you, Alex, for another uh, wonderful season. Uh, it was it was fun. There's a lot of you uh, are welcome. A lot of twists and turns. My expectations were undermined. Mm-hmm. And um, we'll uh, we'll see everyone. Well, Alex, I'll see you on weekend edition this week. But uh, otherwise, like we said, we'll be back uh, in the future when we when we do solo. So take care, everybody. Star, Star Wars, Wars minute. Wars.